0: All right, what's going on everybody? Zach Morrow here for another episode of the Crypto Market Update. It's time to stop trusting the public markets and look to history's first trillionaire on how to build real lasting wealth. Look, over the past 14 years, we've applied these exact principles in more than 300 plus transactions. Not one single investor has lost money. That trillionaire was King Solomon. We'll be sharing his wisdom on how to build wealth in a way that's translated for the 21st century investor. My name is Blake Templeton, and this is the Solomon Investor Podcast. It has been a crazy couple weeks, crazy few months really opening up this year. And um, we got a lot of questions coming in. I know everybody's interested in finding out you know what's going on today what's the market lo- looking like over the you know this present month next few weeks next couple you know through the end of the year we really want to break down um, some different things as far as mindset goes as far as the fundamental news the technicals and um, really dive in and help you guys see uh, the opportunity within inside this space so a lot of people kind of look at the markets and they see this as this uh, massive negative time and obviously it's never just uh, the best time ever when markets are pulling back, but it does create opportunity, especially for those who are staying prudent and are staying focused on what's really happening. So we want to break that down for you here today. And then uh, once we work through some of the, the really exciting news that's going on, the fundamentals, we want to share with you guys um, a really a neat project that we're keeping our eye on and um, have began getting involved with. And I uh, think you guys will really appreciate it as well. It's an income producing strategy with Inside Crypto and Jeff's gonna break that down. He actually had a, uh, an exciting one-on-one interview with one of the founders and creators of the project. So a neat deal, we'll break that down towards the end of the show. But first of all, Austin, Jeff, welcome. Everybody's excited to hear what we got going on today.
1: Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, guys? Sorry, to the people, Jeff.
2: Jeff's trying to sit on mute, guys. So. <laughs> no, nope. he's hanging out. I'm here. I am here and ready to steer clear of the fear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take it off, Zach. Let them know. Let him know what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're gonna break down the fear and greed index. Fear is at extreme highs right now. That I'm, I'm sure everybody knows that, right? That's why uh, you guys have been asking the questions, and uh, that's why we do the show to help kind of sift through what's real, what isn't and how to handle these things and so um i really want to start off with some good news right everybody always asks you want the good news or the bad news first right and uh some people lean to the bad news i typically go well, give me the bad
1: news that's that's me i don't know about you guys
0: austin mm-hmm.
1: I, I typically take the bad news first as well yeah. just get it off yeah me. <laughs>
0: Well, if everybody here is dying for the bad news, you're gonna to have to skip ahead in the video because we're gonna cover that next. But uh, let's start with some good news. So I'm gonna share some uh, really exciting things. We can kind of break this down real quick. Let me let me uh, pull up this screen to share with you guys. And then we'll jump in. So, um, all right, here we go. Okay, first and foremost, this is really exciting news. So. Um, i'm out in west texas austin's uh, out in california jeff's in miami right now but for all my west texas people or those who are close to oil um this is a really interesting news and some of you guys may have heard this but um the oil industry and fossil fuel companies to include exxon mobil is actually working on conversions right now of how they can use their excess energy which if you're out in west texas or have ever been around oil you see when you're driving around at night you can actually guys look out into these fields and you see they're actually burning off this gas so you've got these massive pipes that are shooting fire you know you know 10 plus feet up into the air and it's pretty crazy but they're, they're looking at how to utilize this gas to then convert it to create a more efficient energy system to then be able to mine bitcoin and so obviously these oil companies are a massive driver with inside economies and uh, ExxonMobil is definitely one of the leaders so exxon actually launched a pilot project um just a few months back in north dakota in what's called the bakken shell and uh, these are oil fields out there and they're they're working um, across multiple different countries now to be able to utilize this energy for bitcoin mining so these are multi multi multi-billion dollar companies who are now working to integrate um this as a part of their normal structure a normal system so uh for all my old guys out there um very interesting thing right because You know, I'll I'll tell you, a lot of the oil companies we can talk to is this is a more maybe a more conservative country as far as where everybody's at. And they think, well, you know, this technology is Bitcoin. This is kind of this extreme, far different thing. And uh, we want to stick to kind of what we know. But, um, you know, guys, everybody's getting getting a part of it. You got to start seeing what's happening. You got to see how the transitions are happening and see how this is not just some wild technology that some futuristic, you know, you know, Ponzi scheme of like dollars that are, you know, it's just going to go to zero. This is a whole new asset class. It's a whole new industry and it's servicing and creating opportunities in a multitude of different markets. Uh, blockchain technology will actually impact, you know, every market out there. And, um, it's something that we got to start realizing. So, um, neat, neat news from Exxon Mobil and many other, uh, Oil companies out there working to integrate mining, and this is another one on mining. Um, found some interesting news. So, Fidelity and uh, I shared this with Austin today, and Austin's like, "Oh yeah, I already knew about that." I'm like, "Oh okay, thank, thanks for making me feel silly, Austin." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, I got this cool news, Austin," and he's like, "Yeah, I already know that, Zach." But um, that's. <laughs> That's why he's on the team because this guy's always uh, a couple steps ahead of the curve. But uh, Fidelity um, is actually going to be offering Bitcoin as an option in their 401ks, and so uh, Fidelity is a massive provider for 401ks. So for all of their investors, will now have the opportunity to invest into crypto. And as more money comes into crypto, everyone, you got to realize that as money is coming into the system. Even though the markets are down right now, more money is coming in, more demand is coming in. You're actually seeing a massive amount of money flowing out of the stock market and moving into crypto. Right. The fundamental foundation, the infrastructure of crypto is growing day over day and more money is starting to move into this market. So, Austin, would you say uh, what percent uh, will will they be able to allocate from uh, Fidelity?
1: You're starting with 20 percent of your 401k can go into Bitcoin. With Fidelity. Yeah. Fidelity CEO, she's a lady boss and has been a huge Bitcoin advocate from, I, I think you said 2014. I just know she's been leading the way in the traditional space for a long time.
0: Yeah, so I think we're going to cover this on the next one because more stuff is coming out about it. But I'll just kind of give a little teaser um, for those of you guys that are listening today. I, I want to say it was 2014, but there was a a private meeting here recently. And uh, Fidelity was speaking at it and they actually shared that I believe they said they've been mining Bitcoin, you know, kind of, uh, you know, not secretly, but uh, quietly um, since about 2014. So Fidelity as a company has actually been involved in the crypto space for many years and is now working and making some transitions to help kind of lead the way even more. And so uh, this is Jeff's favorite news because this is his old stomping grounds, right, Jeff? Yep, yeah, good old. <laughs> good old. So, say, yeah, I mean, great, great company, but go ahead, and let them know. Yeah, so he didn't want to talk about it, guys. So, for those, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk. Jeff used to work at JP Morgan and uh, then he decided to spread his wings and go full on crypto at that time. <laughs> come on, Jeff, let the people, yeah, know that a little bit. At that time, um, yeah. I mean, that
2: oh, time. Right? Uh, uh, so this was yeah this was in 2017 and i was literally trading like crypto on binance.com on a hotspot on my laptop like to the right of like our computers and that was the time when they were also you know th- th- i was literally doing that when they na- made the announcement that if any of their employees are, are holding cryptocurrency they won't be employees anymore so i'm like well i probably gotta get out of here so ended up leaving there in 2018 and then uh, yeah, I've been professionally in, in the crypto space since then. But, uh, yeah, they, they used to say, obviously, Bitcoin and crypto is a scam and a fraud. And uh, now the tides seem to be turning. Actually, the first thing they did after it was like a scam and a fraud, I think it was like a year after they said that in 2017, that uh, I think they launched it in 20. They launched JPM coin in, I think, 2018. Um, and then, and then now they're actually, they just started to recommend investors to start holding it. I I think they said 1% or 2% or something is prudent for investors to have exposure to Bitcoin. And now they're saying that, uh, I think two things, number one, this right here, they're saying Bitcoin is undervalued by 28%, which is a big deal. Um, Bitcoin's like 29 K at the time of this, uh, video. Um, and then what was the other thing? Zach they said um, as well.
0: Well, they're 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 essentially saying that they're now seeing uh cryptocurrency as their preferred alternative asset. So if you can look right here, they're saying that right now they think that the fair market value is actually closer to thirty eight, twenty um, eight percent higher than where it is right now. But but it's actually that a lot of they're actually moving money away from some of their real estate projects and towards crypto. And that was the other side of it, was that um They had money moving away from real estate and into crypto. So, you know, again, you know, for those of you who are saying this is just a speculative asset class, um, you got to realize that some of the biggest money movers in the world are now saying they're moving money away from what everybody considers, you know, the long term stable asset class, which is real estate. Right. And we everybody on this call loves real estate. Right. So, you know, we still do a lot in real estate and we're still growing in real estate. But what I'm trying to demonstrate here is understanding that this actually really complements your portfolio. If you are a real estate vest- investor, if you're you know investing into oil and these different alternatives, you know this is another area where you should really be considering allocation uh, because of where it's going. Or at least you know if you're not considering it, you can clearly see that all the biggest money movers out there are actually making shifts, and they're they're beginning to consider it as well. So you know Jeff had to step out on a limb leave leave a, a massive company years ago because he believed in it with conviction. And, uh, you know, now that company's followed suit years later. Now they're the one following following you, Jeff. I'm hiring.
1: You guys want to come <laughs> on board? Right, right. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, these are just, just some, some fundamental news because we're going to get into some things that, I'll just tell you, you know, there's some, some choppiness in the waters right now, right? And so, you know, with that, you always got to keep, a clear mind and clear picture. And so I want to share some of this fundamental news because as we look at everything long term, um, it helps maintain perspective, right? Everything can look real crazy when we zoom in, but when we zoom out over time, we can really see the strength and the growth of the asset class. So we're about to zoom in and Austin's going to zoom in on some of this stuff. For those of you who are here for the technicals, so you can take a look at the on-chain metrics and everything that's happened with inside the market. But uh, for all of you who are looking at this as an asset class, know that the fundamental value in the infrastructure is growing day over day. And we're dealing with price fluctuation presently and volatility um, and some other market dynamics and things like that. But um, as we break those down, it's always good to keep perspective on both the shorter term and the longer term as we're making decisions on how to allocate and when and how to deploy capital. So, um, Austin, I'd love to flip it over to you and kind of let you take over and um, kind of break down some on-chain stuff for everybody.
1: Cool, yeah. Uh, Would you like to share my screen, please? Thank you. There we go. More more technicals, uh, less on-chain. Like Zach was saying, it's a good time to zoom out when you're really scared and just make sure you see the bigger picture of what's going on. What we're staring at here is the total crypto market cap. Uh, In early November, we we peaked at $3 trillion. So that's all coins of combined we're three trillion dollars right now we're sitting at 1.178 trillion and we have some strong uh, demand right here at, right at one trillion which is a psychological level so we are expecting another like one leg down and, and hoping that's kind of where we start to build a base and, and move higher so the total market cap is a great tool to look at i mean we've lost we went from three trillion to 1.8 trillion. So that's what 1.1.8 trillion lost in in uh, about seven months. And another thing to notice is, like, in the in those seven months, we've only had about three or about eight green weeks total. So we are so we have been selling off, and we are pretty much oversold. So due for a, a strong bounce. This is a great trading environment. Uh, lots of volatility and i also want to show you the bitcoin dominance chart so this is look right here we're sitting at 46 and a half percent so that means of that 1.18 trillion on the on here 46 of it is bitcoin and so this tells us a few looking at the bitcoin dominance tells us a few things when you see the bitcoin dominance drop hard that is usually a very bullish because people are exiting Bitcoin or they're just buying a bunch of altcoins. These altcoins are shooting up, they're chasing the money, they have FOMO. And that's kind of what you can see on this rise here is at the same time that you're seeing this down here. So we're seeing this rise up. That's also telling us people are getting out of altcoins They're they're taking, they're going risk off or and they're they're accumulating more Bitcoin or sitting in cash to to kind of wait and, and see what's going on. Of course, there's a ton of different things going on right now. So to, to quote the great Warren Buffett, be greedy when others are fearful. Fear is all over the place right now. So you can see for the last month, week, yesterday, and now extreme fear. We went from 21 all the way down to 12. It does seem like the world is ending and you everything's going to zero, but in reality, This is where you start dollar cost averaging. This is why earlier we talked about having that 30% cash position. These are the times to deploy it. You're never going to get the exact bottom. That's why you dollar cost average to average your, your price down here. And that's what we've been doing. We started slowly deploying now. And if we get around this one trillion mark, we will be deploying very heavy and it's important to have these, um, strategies prior to getting into prior to price, getting into this level. So that the psychology side, isn't really messing with you. You're looking here, non saying and hey, when it gets here, it makes sense for it to bounce or even bottom. And this is where we're going to enter and uh, and start, start building that base and, and go back up. Of course, the global economy, the interest rates, the stock market, tech, everything's uh, there's nothing Nothing good in the macro economy right now. So it's no surprise that crypto is falling suit, especially being a super risk on speculative, speculative asset.
0: And, you know, one, one note on that for you know, everybody that's listening is Austin saying, you know, it being a risk on speculative asset. The description of that is based off of how people are participating in the market right now. So that's how that's how the money is participating. That's how people are moving in and out of it. Right. So right now, most people are treating crypto as what they would call a risk on or risk off asset. So when people are being more optimistic, they turn their risk on a little bit more and they begin deploying more into crypto. And then as they become risk off, they're saying, OK, I want to, you know, reduce my risk some. So they start pulling away from crypto a little bit more. Same way they do with like technology stocks and even, you know, equities, you know, stock market on a broader scale. But, um, you know, I'll just tell you even though the market may be trading that way, as we look at the fundamental value that this market is creating over time and the utility and the adoption that's growing day over day, um, it becomes a stronger asset class, you know, week by week from my perspective. And, um, you know, another thing you mentioned Austin was about, you know, this creates a good environment for trading. And so some of the questions that I get is like, well, you know, what are you guys doing right now you know, inside of the market. So could you maybe describe one of you guys, maybe jump in and kind of describe what swing trading is and help people understand that?
1: Yeah, sure. So to further emphasize this right here, this a nice 12% jump in the Bitcoin dominance. This is, so this is three weeks ago here. And this is kind of when we started getting scared in the market, we decided to cut our smaller coins. A lot of it we kept in cash. Some of it we added to Bitcoin. And then this is the exact reason why Bitcoin is outperforming. Typically, every time price is dropping, Bitcoin's going to outperform on the way down. I mean, it's going to drop less than than the others. But to answer your question, like Bitcoin, if we zoom in more on a four hour chart, even like these kind of bounces, like from this bounce to here, like. That's nice, sixteen percent in literally a day. You look in here, and these are just Bitcoin, nine point eight. If, if you if you want to see like some stronger bounces, you could go to like Phantom or something where you're seeing eighty-two percent bounce right there, thirty-six percent bounce, like seventy-two percent bounce. Like even though it in a downtrend and ugly, this is where you you don't, you lose the investment side and you make it just a strictly a trade. And, and this is where you could capitalize on, on making a lot of money. You just gotta make sure that you are very loyal to your risk management and not getting stuck back holding these things.
0: Yeah, so it's not necessarily an easy thing to do uh, from the trading side at all, uh, but it is something for, for those who are experienced, and this is something that we do and incorporate into our operations is some swing trading to help mitigate some of the downside risk and help find some opportunity in some of the sideways and volatile timeframes. So um, I appreciate you breaking that down, but that's just coming in at these lower entry points and being able to uh, have some buy orders in at a certain point, some sell orders, and then you're making those um, decisions on a daily basis or a shorter term basis. You know, from a trading position, whereas Austin said it's different than an investment. Investment is where you're pulling in and then holding on to that over a longer term. So um, Jeff, why don't you jump in real quick and and, uh, share some more on, uh, you know, you got anything you want to add to what we just covered? Yeah, I think
2: first and foremost i think a lot of people have not even been in a bear market especially in crypto because it's somewhat of a new asset class they don't know how to handle it so i think what's really important like austin said is like having being a prudent investor you need to hold some portion of your portfolio and cash to bring some stability and also buying power so one thing he did not uh mention or i guess he did briefly mention is we cut some of our smaller cap coins so if you go to like coinmarketcap.com it sorts all the coins by how much money uh, are actually in those coins. And, and during, you know, bearish times, especially when you have, you know, global circumstances like we do right now, the coins that have a much smaller market cap, they're likely to go down by a much higher percentage than coins that have, you know, 50, 100, 500 billion dollars in them, if not a trillion dollars in them. So it's um, important to realize that aspect as well. If you get stuck or you, or maybe your uh, you know, form of dollar cost averaging is into coins that are 20 million, 50 million market cap, a lot of those are not gonna come back after a bear market. And the reason is because they will go down so hard that people will just be like, all right, well, this is done and they'll sell. It kills the community. And then what the developers would just then go do, there's no point in trying to revive an entire brand name, they might as well just go develop a new project and start over. And that's like what will happen if you keep, you know, dollar cost averaging these like random coins that don't have much utility that you're just trying to get a hundred X on. So I think that's one of the biggest mistakes I see, unfortunately, people making. And I think it's really important to, to furthermore, you know, understand the market capitalization, why there's more conviction in coins that have a higher market cap, and then doing your own research into the utility people, all that stuff. Um, another, um, you know, strategy that uh, we have implemented in in the fund as well as an income side. So like, I think it's also important if you're holding assets, yeah, you could definitely hold them in cold storage where you're not being paid anything, but maybe, you know, a portion of your assets you consider holding in a place where you do generate income from, right? So that could be interest bearing accounts, hold it on Celsius, Nexo, Voyager, or something like that. We're getting paid to hold. Another thing that we do is like we like to invest in the fundamentals and, and infrastructure. We really do believe that uh, blockchain is going to be massive. I actually just saw, we should have probably pulled up this article, but the World Economic Forum is predicting that $669 trillion worth of assets is going to be tokenized on top of, a, on top of blockchains. So 669 trillion, that that includes the derivatives market, the real estate market, the stock market, um, which is a really, really big deal. So, you know, and that, and the reason why that may happen is because, um, you know, it just makes markets more efficient and allows pretty much decentralized ownership and fractional ownership of all assets around the entire world. So what we want to do is we don't, we can't predict when that's going to happen. We can't predict, exactly which chain that's going to be on. We can't predict what coin is going to be the largest market cap in 10 years. But what c- we can predict is that, you know, if blockchain does grow to where we believe it's going to go and all these other institutions and and uh, governments believe it's heading, what we can do is we can I- invest in the infrastructure of blockchain. So we have been slowly starting to invest in the infrastructure which you can do through, you know, you can, you know, mine cryptocurrency, right? If you want to mine on a proof of work blockchain like Bitcoin, that's why companies start to mine uh, crypto, because that's kind of an infrastructure play it combines real estate and uh, crypto, but it also has returns of crypto because you're getting paid in cryptocurrency. But one of the more popular types of blockchains now are proof of stake blockchains uh, where you can run validator nodes through like hardware or through cloud uh, servers. And pretty much what you're doing is just, you're just writing code and then uh, staking some of the coins. So you buy the coin and you put the coin on top of the node and the node validates the transactions on the blockchain. Hey, so Jeff, it's just, an,
0: yep. Before we dive more into the technicals, I just wanna share yeah. um, for, for all of you that are listening right now and you're like, okay, this is a, a, starting to go over my head. Yeah. That's okay. You can stay in and we're gonna keep talking about this and Jeff's gonna break it down on a more technical level. But for those of you who know you want allocation inside this space, as we're we're sharing this with you guys as information to educate you. But, you know, I know that, you know, those of you watching this, you guys know this is what we do uh, for the investors in our fund. So our hedge fund is actually helping with all of these decisions, helping choose where to allocate, what the best infrastructure projects are, helping choose. How to swing trade, when to swing trade, helping choose how to dollar cost average into the market, helping choose when to deploy capital, when to bring capital back in. So all of these things that we're describing, we're helping you guys understand. But if you're not the one who wants to dive into the technicals and you're just saying, you know, you believe in it and you want to keep dollar cost averaging in, that's one of these opportunities where even into the fund, if you're saying I want to dollar cost average into crypto. But you're saying i don't want to go run my own crypto portfolio or you're already one of our investors i mean this is just one of the considerations if you're thinking about continuing to grow your allocation here you can allocate and dollar cost average into the fund as well and so for if you're in a position where you're an accredited investor or you're you know one of our current investors you know we're sharing this with you guys not not because we think you need to know every single technical thing but we want to share it with you But then at the same time, we just also want you to know that you have the same opportunity to dollar cost average into the fund rather than dollar cost averaging into a portfolio that you're trying to own and manage. So, Jeff, I'm going to turn it back over to you for the technicals, but I just wanted to pull this up real quick. Um, Obviously, if you're already with us, you you already have direct lines of communication. But if you're interested in learning more about how you can continue to dollar cost average into the market uh, via our, our actively managed index via our fund. Um, for credit investors if you just text the word info to this number here eight seven 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 one zero six five one five it'll connect right to us we'll visit with you member of the team will get with you and um, then we'll obviously help this take care of all these things you know on your behalf as uh, you invest into the hedge fund so for those of you guys who are taking a look yeah you can take a look here and then um, all right Jeff i'm gonna turn it back over to you break down these technicals because i know we've got yeah. some listeners here that want to know more about how to jump in on uh, the infrastructure and um, writing code and everything for the validator nodes yeah yeah so it's to kind of summarize what
2: it is instead of like let's say there's the bank behind me right this is this is bank of america right here right so when you send money when you send a wire someone here has to verify that the wire is actually meant to go to that person and that it's not fraud right Um, it's the same way that a blockchain is working. So instead of having this building with all these employees and computers and fax machines and phones, it's a protocol. And what happens is these, uh, validator nodes and the, the mining machines, they are just becoming pretty much the bank that is verifying and validating the transactions. So that's all that's happening is like, that's why it's considered infrastructure because, you are literally investing into the blockchain to help it operate more smoothly and efficiently. So we found like a few projects that we do like that's more on the on the infrastructure uh, type play. One of them is uh, called the pocket network and it, it uh, allows you to validate on a bunch of different uh, blockchains so they support dozens of different blockchains. So you can kind of pick and choose which blockchains you, you want to validate for. And it it sits as like an outside layer outside of the blockchain and you can kind of point your validator nodes at certain chains to like help validate those transactions between the applications that are built on the blockchain. And uh, so it pretty much sits between the applications and the blockchain and it just relays the information uh, between the two. So that's one of the projects we've been looking into, you know, and you can also run validator nodes on Solana you know, or on Ethereum, you can even run your own Bitcoin node, but primarily the the income that's generated uh, through the Bitcoin network is through the miners. So there's different like blockchains that have different types of opportunity. And we've started to take advantage of that opportunity because we understand the infrastructure plays is going to be a very, very smart play over the next decade. And number two, we also want to hedge the uh depreciation in the market right so we're in a bearish time any type of income helps us offset losses unrealized losses that are inside of the fund so that's just another strategy that we do implement and take advantage of because again we think it's a really smart investment long term and number two it helps hedge against uh bearish price
0: action nice all right guys well anything else that uh you think the good people need to know before we jump off?
1: I would just say, uh, always remember that markets move in cycles and bear markets, while they are scary, they are almost always the best opportunities to change your life for the better. And it's it, it, a good point. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Or it, it's hard to justify in the moment, but afterwards it, you you always see it come to fruition. So just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Try to not play with the emo- or try to not uh, make decisions with emotions and just know that history repeats itself. And this is just another one of those times where it's a great opportunity to be investing and, and further and better in your life. That's
0: good. Yes, yeah, that's, that's really good. And I think that goes back to what you're sharing on the fear and greed. And not just that, I mean, because that can be a shorter term, but I think it's good for everybody to know that, these cycles have happened in crypto numerous times so it's not the first time we've seen pullbacks we've seen sideways action we've seen more of a bear market and um, like Austin said you know these these create some of the greatest opportunities uh, throughout history and so not only is it you know coming in and making the right decisions on where you're allocating capital but um, when you're allocating capital you know not everybody gets the opportunity to come in to an asset class at a certain position. And so, yeah, definitely keep that in mind as your process. And appreciate you sharing that, Austin. Jeff, anything else? Nope. You guys are some
2: smart guys. You gave them everything (laughs) they need to know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I actually, I, I will add something else real quick. Um, and I'll, um, Jeff, I'll have you, uh, maybe, uh, share the link, But um, for those of you guys who who don't already know, um, we're all going to be down in Miami right uh, next weekend. Uh, Jeff's hosting the investor conference down in Miami at the Hard Rock Hotel and going to be speaking and sharing and uh, educating on crypto and real estate. And so we'll definitely give you guys an update on all that if anybody's in the Miami area or going to be and wants to be. Um, Jeff, what's the what's the link? I'll drop it in the banner real quick. Um, I can grab it for you. I'll actually drop it in the comments and then. Okay. Yeah. Drop it, it over in. so everybody can see that. And okay. then um, um, we'll try and get, I want to make sure you guys get some, some good content from that. We'll share some of the takeaways and everything. Um, whenever we jump on, not next week, but the following week so that everybody can see that. But um, yeah, really exciting stuff going on down, down there. Appreciate Jeff hosting. So you know once you sent that over and uh oh there it is i got it okay well all right here we go this is it right here everybody so if you just type this in right here Um, you'll be able to go and take a look at that if you're going to be down in the area definitely come out and say hello we'll see all see all you guys in person i'm going to be there austin will be there jeff uh blake is going to be there and um you guys will really enjoy it so um anything else on that jeff
2: no it's going to be an awesome event it's all it's all around uh cryptocurrency and blockchain and and how to make sense of investing in it so it's going to be a really really great conference a couple hundred people there and We'll have a lot of our team members there. We'll have about 80 of our investors. So it should be a uh, really, really great time.
0: Awesome. All right, guys, have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. All right, guys, here comes the thanks and the shout outs. We want to thank everyone that leaves reviews and the written reviews on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms. Just know, they mean the world to us. If you've taken the 30 to 60 seconds, you know, extra seconds to show love and to give context of why this has been worthwhile for you and why this podcast has helped you, we thank you. We're going to give a couple shout outs of our favorite reviews each podcast. So please give us some love with a five star review. And thank you for joining the Solomon Investor Revolution.